Welcome to Play for Keeps, a presentation of Ashland New Plays Festival. This play is the property of the playwright who reserves all rights to its use. This recording is the property of Ashland New Plays Festival, Inc., which reserves all rights to its use. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. The Screenwriter Dies of His Own Free Will by Jim Shankman Characters Willie Schatz, an aging screenwriter who looks like hell, too smart for his own good, mid-fifties. Gabe Weiner, a very canny studio exec, more shrewd than smart, not particularly self-aware, also mid-fifties. Time, the present. Place, Hollywood. The play can be performed with three chairs and a desk, or you can design it to a T. Part 1. My High Hard One At Rise, Willie is trudging along Sunset Boulevard in a scruffy L.A. outfit, sneakers, baggy trousers, loose-fitting white shirt, maybe a baseball cap. He has a satchel over his shoulder. Gabe is at his desk. Willie speaks to the audience. As as I walk along Sunset Boulevard, I'm feeling nice and buzzy, (laughs) nicely insulated. I almost have a sense of, dare I say it, a sense of the benign mind of God. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I dare. I say it. (laughs) His hand on the wheel of the world, guiding it along, how it all putters along contentedly, a bit toasty in the dry heat of midday. When the world slows to a comfortable crawl like this, I I feel like I have time to run between the raindrops, to dodge the ticks of time as I riff away on every little meaningless thing that crosses my path. Well, not exactly run. <laughs> Creep carefully, because everything hurts these days. My head, my gut, my spine, where tumors bloom like mushrooms on a rotten log. My heart... Okay, okay, yes, I'm stoned. Well, so would you be if you were in my sneakers. As I I trudge up sunset, I'm looking for an address, and and it occurs to me how certain numbers have odd connotations you're hardly aware of, but they truly affect your perception of things. Like like I'm, I'm looking for 999 sunset, and I'm vaguely aware that 999 is really... $9.99. $9.99. And why don't they just say 10 bucks? <laughs> like I might shell out $9.99 for some inconsequential trifle in my consumer life because that's a bargain, but not 10 bucks. Because, hey, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Please don't waste my time. <laughs> uh, deep down inside, I'm probably thinking, oh, Gabe, you mad son of a bitch, what do I have to do to make a buck off of you? No, I probably am. This is how I think. Oh, and as I enter the polished marble foyer, <laughs> I head for the elevator. And now I'm thinking about all those people who are going to get stuck in elevators when the big one hits. And how are they going to be stuck in those elevators for maybe ever? And what would that be like to have to share your coffin with a total stranger? Oh, God. Why do my thoughts always run to the morbid? I don't know if it's a strength or weakness. (laughs) Certainly made me a lot of money in this town, I'll say that. 
I guess it's also been a basis of a lot of my discretionary spending, too. <laughs> my shrink, Esalen, Yogi, Sachinanda, Danda, Danda. <laughs> All those trips to India. And now, as I come to the door, I, I slip a gear. I, I, I cannot, for the life of me, remember where I am. I, I mean, I could be walking through the doorway to hell. Who's on the other side? I, I've got no clue. I've gone blank as a check. I, I mean, you could write any amount on me and cash me, and they'd have to pay the bearer in legal tender. Willie opens the door to Gabe's office. Oh. <laughs> then I see Gabe's olive drab face, and I, I remember where I am. Oh, oh, maybe if I hadn't started laughing. Oh, what's the point? You can't go second-guessing every moment of your life. What? You'd need two lives, one to live and one to second-guess with. And who has two? I haven't even got one. I have just a second to see the look on his face before he hides it away. Oh, it's typical what I get these days. An unconscious plagiarism of the look of mine. Creased, sincere, a painful wince. <laughs> and then Gabe flashes those brilliant teeth at me. Willie! But before I can get all righteous about it, I, I trip on the rug. Willie falls to the floor. I go down like a halfback reaching for the goal line. Only it isn't a football sprawled out in front of me on the carpet. It's my satchel. And I go, touchdown, Notre Dame. Willie! Gabe Weiner rises from his chair. Oh, Gabe jumps up, thrusts his hands down on the desk and leans forward with with his big, bald, bowling ball head. And, and I, I think of Lennon in that famous inspirational photograph. <laughs> and, I, and I start to laugh. I know, I know. It doesn't make any sense. What have I got to feel good about? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I try to stifle the laughter on the green and gold carpet of Gabe's office as I look up at the acoustic tiles in the drop ceiling and, and admire the apparently random pattern of the dimples in the tiles. But I know they're not random. How could they be? They were put there by some dimple-making machinery at the tile factory. <laughs> they were engineered using some mathematical calculation of the distribution of dimples and their efficiency in blunting sound waves. <laughs> Am I? Oh, I realize I have smoked too much dope. <laughs> I'm one toke over the line, sweet Jesus. Oh, and I've got a meeting with Gabe Wiener of Paramount Pictures and... I'm already flat on my back. <laughs> no, I'm laughing so hard it hurts. That has never happened to me before. Uh, none of this has. It's an all-new episode in the HBO comedy of my life. Oh, it smells like a series ender. Ow! Yeah. I, I feel that tiny stabbing thing in my throat. I think, oh, no, not now, not here, please, God. Oh, 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 I'm on my hands and knees when I start laughing again. No, oh, Now there are tears in my eyes. Oh, it's very embarrassing. I, I don't know whether to apologize or jo just, just go with a little laughing Buddha. <laughs> Ooh, emaciated, pot-bellied, wispy, white-haired Buddha sitting cross-legged on the carpet going, Om. Uh, <laughs> oh, I finally come to rest and I, I get back on my feet. But I'm like my old man Studebaker. <laughs> oh, I backfire a few more laughs before I finally shut it down. 
Now that was one shitty piece of crap car. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I've got to focus here. Now, focus. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Gabe. Well, you sure know how to make an entrance. Oh, please, don't make me laugh. Oh, the laughter bubbles up like methane from a pool of primordial mud. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't light a cigarette. We could all go kaboom. <laughs> no, no, no. Focus. Are you okay, Willie? Oh, oh, Gabe doesn't come around the desk. He keeps it between us. Oh, I remember this about him. Uh, yeah, Gabe, yeah, I, I'm fine. I, I really am. <laughs> and, and I really am. I'm fine. Look, I'm laughing. <laughs> Uh, you know, Gabe, I, I think I can use that somewhere. Let me make a note. Oh, this will save face. I fish my notebook out of my satchel. Well, that bit goes very easily. And a pencil. And I open the book. I have the pencil poised. Oh, and I can't remember why. For the life of me. I, I look over at Gabe. I, 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 oh, I swear. He's got one eyebrow up like Cary Grant used to do. He's looking at me from a million miles away, like he thinks I can't read him, but I can read him just fine. Oh, he's humoring me, the cocksucking bastard. Don't humor me, Gabe. Don't you dare do that. <laughs> I stare at the page for a few more seconds, and and then I'm like, um, oh, Gabe, never, never mind. Uh, where was I? You're fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. And And how are you, Gabe, old man? You're... You're looking very fit. Oh, very prosperous. I'm good, Willie. And look at you. You're all dressed up. Oh, yeah. I, I put on a thing, uh, uh, whatchamacallit. A clean shirt? Yeah, yeah. A button-up, <laughs> which used to be a button-down. I am honored. Well, we, we talk pleasantries for a few more moments. The ex-wives, the kids, how old they are, how they're better than ever. When was the last time I saw them? Well, who the hell knows? <laughs> <sighs> And all the time, he is looking at me like he's behind a one-way mirror. What is going on? I know he knows I have cancer. He knows I know he knows. He must. Everybody does. So what gives? Well, there's only one thing to do. I put the script down on the table like I got five aces. Willie Schatz. The great, the inimitable Willie Schatz. To what do I owe this great honor? I got a script here, and I think you're going to like it. It, it's going to knock your socks off. I'm flattered, Willie. Honestly, sincerely flattered. Straight. No bullshit. You know me on this score. I don't play that game with a man of your caliber. I get a call. It's Willie Schatz. He's got a script he wants to pitch. No, no, they, game. No, wait. I mean, he's got a script. Uh, who am I to say? No, not, not pitch. I would never barge in here and take up your valuable time. My time's your time, Willie. I would never do that. Never. I would listen to this man pitch the telephone book. No, no. Seriously. Uh, the yellow pages. Do they still exist? Just read it, Gabe. I got no idea. Business to business. I think they do. Well, that's all I ask. I mean, they must. Of course I will. You know I will. That's all I ask. I wouldn't try to pitch. But even if you did... You, you'll, you'll take a look. That's, that's all I ask. Of course, I will. You know I will. That's good. That, that, that's good. So he, he picks it up and holds it in his hands. 
He doesn't even have to look at how many pages. He can feel how long this story is. How many minutes? 97, 108. Oh, God forbid it's over 120. I know it's long. Of course it's long. It's, it's not a shooting script. Not yet. It's just a, a blueprint for a movie, a, a beautiful set of plans for building a clockwork story machine, the intricate, irrelevant machinery of pop. I have no illusions, but this one is different. And I need this one to get made. So I've come to Gabe. Just fill me in, Willie. Just point me in the right direction here so I know where I'm going when I pick it up, which I promise I will. I promise you, you know I will. Of course, of course. Yeah, there's a long moment where I watch a passenger jet fly out across the bay. And I think I should be on that plane floating up, floating away. Take your time, Willie. No rush. Uh, wait. What, 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 what did he say? I, I've forgotten the question. Hey, Willie, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I mean, if you don't want to... Uh, I'm sorry. Wait, what, what, what did you say? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, I know. So, what's it all about? Oh, man. Oh, wow, good question. What's it all about? I can't believe he's asking me this, because this is a question that's been on my mind for many, many months. Hey, Gabe... You took the words right out of my mouth. I did? Yeah. What's it all about? Oh, man, oh, man. I've been asking myself till I'm blue in the face. The script. Yeah. Well, what about the script? What's it all about? Oh, oh, the, oh, the script. Uh, oh, fuck, no, I fucked up. I've lost a thread of conversation. This, this happens all the time when I'm high. Well, it's, it's kind of an occupational hazard of the mortally wounded, but... Still, no oh, fuck, I have shit all over my face. Gabe, I'm sorry. Sorry, I, I thought you meant what's it all about, like Alfie. Alfie? Oh, he's lost. I've lost him, left him behind. So, I sing it. What's it all about, Alfie? Is it just for the moment we live? And as, as I sing those words, for the moment we live, <clears throat> I... I feel it again, that sharp, piercing jab in my throat. It, it's caught me by surprise again. Okay, okay, I'm okay. I take a deep breath, like it's a mock deep breath. Oh, no, it's a real deep breath. I, oh, I shouldn't have sung it. I heard it in the car the other day on the radio, and I had to pull over and weep. Oh, I wept so hard, I accidentally banged my head on the steering column. Which kind of broke the spell, and I was able to get back on San Vicente and head over to Senior Sinai for a dose of the hard stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Michael Caine. A great, great flick. Uh, Vivian Merchant. Uh, Shelley Winters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he perks up. He smiles. He shifts around on his ass. Oh, where were we? I have no idea. <laughs> he thinks I'm kidding. Willie, you are, you are a very funny man, very funny man, of course. And I look forward to it enormously. I will put down everything else. Forward to it? I, I'm thoroughly unnerved by the eerie repetitions in the conversation. It's like I'm having deja vu that I'm having deja vu. I'm, can you even have that? Your script, your script. Oh, I, I'm, I'm kidding you. <laughs> Just give me a hint, please, before I croak. He stops. He goes bright red. Well, he can't help it. Another long silence as we both stare at the shine on the wood that covers his desktop. Oh, and just like that, I... Ugh. 
I don't feel so good. Uh, Gabe, <clears throat> sorry, man. Where, where, where's the men's room? Uh, the girl will show you. I get up much too fast, and the world goes ass over elbow. He sinks back down. <sighs> oh, boy. Uh, it's my blood pressure. It seems to have a mind of its own. I get these precipitous drops. Oh, Christ. Ooh, I feel nauseous. I need to smoke a joint. If I can get to the men's room, I can probably sneak one sitting on the john. But, oh, fuck, I can't get up. Oh, this is ridiculous. I can feel that stabbing thing in my throat. I'm feeling overwhelmed. But I will not give in to this. Gabe, Gabe, give, give, give me a hand, will you? Yeah, Willie, yeah. Oh, thanks. I'll be right back. Hold that thought. What thought? Whatever you were thinking. I'll be back in a sec. Willie exits. Gabe's alone on stage for a long, uncomfortable moment. Okay, look. It seems that this is not my play, and so it seems that I do not have an inner monologue that I can share with you. But I mean, excuse me for living. I have a soul. I have disappointments and sorrow in my seemingly enviable life. You think this is what I wanted out of life? Money, power, prestige, sex with young actresses? Well, okay, yes, I did. I, I do. That's not what I'm saying. But I had dreams, too, you know. I had poetry in my soul, too, I think, if I remember correctly. I mean, he comes in here with this I'm sick, I'm dying act. And yeah, he looks like hell, but he's looked like hell since he was 15 years old at Camp Economowoc. And he knew how to make it work then. He knows how to make it work now. I mean, I'm not saying I had the inside track with Missy Haggerty, but he comes on all, look at me, Missy, I wrote a song for you and I was up all night crying and fuck, I might as well have been speaking Yiddish and wearing a yarmulke. And then at Princeton, he had this ridiculous dog with a Confederate bandana. I mean, why do women fall for his shit? It's transparent. It's disingenuous. Yeah, I got a few big words in me, too, but you don't see me whining when the Pulitzers are announced like some people. And it may be that I'm not supposed to be saying these things, but you know what? If you leave the stage in your own play to go smoke a bone in the john, then you get what you deserve. That's all I'm saying. Willie returns. You're back so soon. Everything okay? Did you find the bathroom? Willie senses something has passed between Gabe and the audience. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Did, did he? I mean... Was he? Hey, what's going on here? Did I miss something? Uh, yeah, Gabe, no, it's okay. Head cleared. I'll be fine. It, it, it comes and goes. Uh, where were we? Why are you here? Why am I here? Oh, exactly. Why is anybody here? <laughs> this is Heidegger. The world is a miracle. Why is it here? I didn't, it didn't have to be, right? It occurs to me that I may have veered off in another direction again. Oh. Well, that may be, Willie, but given that it is, why are we sitting here in this office right now having this conversation? You could have sent me the script. You know that. I would read anything you give me. Oh, God, I hope this is going to stop. I feel like I'm going to drift away into the late Los Angeles afternoon. Oh, I need to put my head between my knees, but I feel that would make him uncomfortable. Oh, I'm staring at Gabe, but inwardly I'm waiting for the world to come to a rest. What, you don't believe me? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Willie, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Oh, good idea? Is he kidding? Is he serious? How could it possibly be a good idea? 
Guess what, cable man? I don't have any good ideas. I only have bad ideas, hopeless ideas, desperate, lost, and lonely ideas, hopped-up, drug-crazed, beatnik ideas, and blathering, brain-damaged, imbecile ideas. I'm fresh out of good ones. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I I, I don't know. I I guess I just really wanted to stop by and see you. (laughs) Yeah, hang on, Willie. I got to take a call. Hey, Bubby. Yeah, how are you? He pretends to take a call, but instead he talks to the audience. Who the fuck is he kidding? You know, it occurs to me that I should be just a little upset here. I mean, I get it. We all see ourselves as fully three-dimensional human beings with a rich inner life, thoughts, feelings, a stream of consciousness, and we are surrounded by two-dimensional characters whose inner life is problematic, hidden from us. Possibly it doesn't exist. It's difficult to know what's going on with them. We see how they behave, and the rest is guesswork, and they are not as richly imagined as we ourselves are. But screw that. I am not a minor character on his TV show. He's a minor character on mine. Or, okay, maybe he's a guest star. But this is my show, not his. My set, my people, my staff. Jesus. I need to call a story conference and yell at my writers. I need to call my agent and piss all over him. I'm like Happy Days, and he's Mork and Mindy, and he's got a spinoff, and I'm getting canceled. Okay, Bubby, bye-bye. I wanted to give it to you in person because it means something. Willie, I am deeply touched. Uh Uh-huh. What, you don't believe me? Oh, yeah, I I do. You think I'm full of shit? No, no way, Gabe. You think I'm Mr. Insincere here, right? No, Gabe, I would never say that. Look, you know how it is. You come out here to L.A. as a kid, and you're a normal human being with normal reactions and a normal personality, and then you live out here for 30-some-odd years, and it changes you. You know this, you can't help it, the honey baby sweetie pie thing. I go home to Chicago, people laugh at me. They think they can see right through me. I'm putting on an act. I'm so disgustingly insincere. But it is not an act. This is how we behave, right? That's how it's done here. The insincerity is really sincerity. So please hear me, Willie, please cut through the bullshit, the sham artist phony baloney, and hear me. I am deeply touched. I am. And if case anyone is wondering that is this the God's honest truth, I'm not trying to be insincere about E being insincere. I mean it. Never mind. Oh, boy, he's good. I mean, he is really good. Now I have no idea what he really thinks, which is just what he wants. Oh, but that's good. That means he's interested. He's hiding his hand because he wants to play cards. Okay, good. And don't think it hasn't occurred to me to take advantage of this macabre situation. Oh, one last favor, Gabe. That's all I ask. Oh, sure, anything. Will you just name it? No, I would never do that. <laughs> oh, yes, I would. But I don't have to. This script is good. So tell me a little bit about it. Oh, he leans back in his chair. Oh, he's happy. He's cleared the air. He's a courageous son of a bitch, isn't he? I sit back. I have set him at ease, finally. So let's cut to the chase. Okay. I pick up the script like it will speak to me, like it will give me inspiration. I'm just a medium. The script will speak for itself through me. Look at him. Hey, Willie, it's not the Torah. It's a spec script. I'm not going to kiss the book. (laughs) Spare me that. Okay. 
Here's how we start. Screen is black, title in white. The screenwriter dies a thousand deaths. Pre-credits, a voiceover narration in the black, like a Woody Allen kind of thing. So immediately everybody thinks, oh, it's funny, but it's serious. It's different, but it's familiar. There's going to be a test, but it's an easy A. And the voiceover says the following. One day, God gathered all his children together and told them that they would no longer live forever, that their lives would end in death. It was at that moment that God's children first realized they were alive. Fade in. Jack Guinness, our hero, passed out in front of his typewriter, shot glass and half-empty bottle of scotch glass to one side, still glowing cigar and ashtray to the other. Cut to Jack Guinness parachuting out of a tiny airplane and disappearing into the clouds. Cut to Jack bungee jumping off a rope bridge into some vast Amazonian rainforest and vanishing in the mist. Cut to Jack running out a back door with his clothing clutched to his chest as a naked chick with a heart-shaped ass and teardrop tits stares down from the second-story window and a car pulls into the driveway. Wait, 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 Willie. Whoa, whoa. What? What is this voiceover? Say that again. So I, I repeat it. Gabe is still, the long, soft fingers of both hands tapping his forehead, taut and tanned, crisp and dry as burnt paper. Oh, he closes his hands prayer-like over his nose and mouth and sighs. Willie, no disrespect. This is not an action flick, am I right? No, Gabe, not as such. This is a comedy? An intellectual art house comedy, am I right? Art house comedy? Jesus, he knows how to hurt a guy. I've used the A word, art. And I don't use that word lightly. It is an ugly, ugly word. It brings out the worst in people. But sometimes you have to be honest or give the impression of being honest. Because this is not children's theater. Well, I mean, it is children's theater. Boys in their teens, girls between 11 and 13. That's a target demographic. That's a sweet spot. But you see my point. Okay, okay, fair enough. So uh, this is about a guy who has suddenly learned how to live because he just found out he was dying. Yeah, Gabe, essentially, that's the gist of it. He starts to talk again. I can see his face moving, his teeth baring, his lips articulating, but I cannot hear him. I get, I get one of those awful adrenaline rushes. Oh, am I having a stroke? I, I put my hand on my face to see if I still have motor control. You see what I mean? I have lines here, a whole speech, and they're shooting me in pantomime while he narrates. Oh, I'm diving. Bell of solitude. Oh, my God. Am I speaking? Am I trying to say something? <laughs> I truly hope not. I have no idea what it might be. And then the world comes rushing back. Oh! Willie? Willie, what is it? Oh, look, I'm audible again. Thanks so much. The pain in my neck behind my ear is intense. I, I know what this is. I've had this before, but not so bad. It's going to stop. I know it is. Or else I'm going to die. Gabe comes out from behind his desk. I, I've never seen this before. Actually out from behind his desk? Leans over me with one hand on the back of the chair. He looks from me to the door and back again, as if he expects reinforcements or, or fears an ambush. I'm sorry, man, sorry. 
It's nothing, really. It's 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 just a reaction. A what? A, a reaction to the medication. It, it's nothing, nothing serious. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Nothing serious. Just just a reaction. Doctor told me to expect it. Nothing, nothing to worry about. Oh, poor Gabe. He's all over the room. He's at the door looking for his secretary. He's back at his desk. He's in my face. He's out of my face. He reaches for the phone. He opens a drawer. Here we go again. I'm, I mean, this is demeaning. I'm thinking he's never had to deal with a serious illness up close. <laughs> Just a shrewd guess. <laughs> Look at him. I'm scaring him to death. This is not right. What was I thinking that I could just breeze in here and put on a performance gunzo laughing in the face of death, great white screenwriter? I'd be ashamed of myself. Or did I want him to see me like this? Would I stoop to that? Or did I want to punish him a little? That doesn't sound like me. Uh, But then nothing sounds like me anymore. Nothing looks like me. Nothing acts like me. Jesus, Willie, you scared the shit out of me. Jesus. Willie, really, come on, man. Should I get you home? I'll call my driver. Really. He'll be here in two shakes. We'll get you home in no time. It's the least I can do. What do you say? He pretends to take the phone call again. Hey, Hey, where are you? The funny thing is, the movies are about people. Making movies is about people. Requires people skills, emotional IQ. But right now, I just want to kill the little putts. I want them dead. Does that make me a bad guy? Am I going to feel shame tonight when I read the script? Because make no mistake, the script goes right to the top of my pile. I do not give this to my snot-nosed, jello-shot USC film school minions. They would not understand a word of it. No, it does not. It makes me human. And I like feeling human every once in a while. It's it's a challenge. It's good for me. Yeah, bye. Gabe, look. Oh, I can't look him in the eye. I'm looking at his shoes. Oh, they're strips of alligator and cork. Man, they're stunning. They, they probably cost more than my entire wardrobe. It, Gabe, it's good. It's really good. I know it is. Look, I've been in this business way too long to bullshit a bullshit artist. You look at it. Read it. Don't let a kid read it. Don't waste his time. He won't get it, those snot-nosed, jello-shot USC film kids. It's over their head. Hey, I just said that, snot-nosed, jello-shot USC film kids. I used that line. He can't do that. What the fuck is going on here? It's it's almost over my head, Gabe. I wrote this thing in a trance. I swear. It just spilled out of me. I I just took down dictation. I swear to God. Read it. You see what I mean? I wrote it in a trance. He thinks I'm an idiot. He can say anything and I'll believe it. I am just a little bit insulted here. I will. It's good. I will. I have no illusions. I'm, I'm not going to live to see it. I, and I don't give a shit. I've been graced. I'm... It's what happened. God has smiled on me. I mean, I spent a lifetime writing thrillers and faux noir and sci-fi with stylish violence and pithy one-liners, and now this. I mean, I get down on my hands and knees, Gabe, and thank God for his diagnosis. Isn't it fascinating how you can be talking a blue streak and at the same time you can hear and it Tend to that tiny voice in your head like a counterpoint, like a descant threading through the melody. Sometimes things get so crazy, it's like a Bach cantata or a Stockhausen cacophony. 
But right now, it's like four guys sitting on a stoop in Brooklyn singing doo-wop, and they're going, you are so full of noise and hot air. I heard much worse, but I don't know where. Another wave of nausea. Oh, this time, oh, it's a riptide clawing the sand out from under me and sucking me out to sea. Oh, this should not be happening. I've just smoked a fat joint. Doctor's orders. I mean, I got the paperwork. But but the room is spinning counterclockwise, and I've got a bad feeling. It's about to spiral down the drain. I'm sorry, Gabe. Wait, just, just give me a second. Willie, you are a very courageous guy. I appreciate this. What can I say? I will not let you down on this. I will go the extra mile. No, Gabe, listen. Oh, shit. <laughs> Willie, you should not be here. You're not well. This is not good. No, no, listen to me. I don't want your sympathy. I want your honest opinion. Pretend it's not me. Read it like that, Gabe. That's all I ask. Uh, how can you expect me to do that? I don't know. I I, I honestly don't. But, but... I, I, I know what you want me to do. You want me to read it like you're dead, like you're gone. So it's not about you, right? How can I do that? I can't do that. I'm still part human. Hey, what the fuck is this part human? I may think that in here, but I don't say that out loud. This is fucked up. <sighs> I don't really hear this last part because the forbidden word has been spoken. Oh, feels like... A heart is going to break out of my chest. No, Willie, I'm sorry, please. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Heat of the battle. Oh, I squeeze down and try to subdue my heart. I, I do not want this. This is private. He has no right to see this. Oh, he's hovering around me, but he's afraid to get too close. I might go off like a bomb or an angry child. You just have to let them have their tantrums. Wait till it ball blows over. Oh, I've almost got it squeezed down to the size of a fist that I can clench. Oh, Gabe, I hope you know I didn't come here to do this. This was not part of the plan. We all make a mistake, right? I mean... Dave continues to talk, but we don't hear him again. I'm overwhelmed by a sudden, deep, and penetrating insight. It comes to me more quickly than words. It's, it's more like a quick set of images on the screen behind my eyes with a few words booming out from behind the screen in Dolby digital sound and... And this is what it is in sentences. We all lead three lives. When we're young, we think we will live forever. When we grow old, we know we will die. But there's a third life in between, an ugly, muddled mess in which we aren't sure what to think. In the angst and confusion of the middle years, we commit the great crimes of our lives. I am bowled over by this. I reach for the notebook peeking out of the satchel, and I start to scribble. I'm almost mouthing the words out loud, pressing the pencil hard into the space between the lines because there is someone talking who is trying to chase away the words before I can get them down on paper. And finally, I shout, Jesus, Gabe, Jesus, let me get this down. What? What is it? It's the movie. Another idea for the movie. J just let me get it down. Oh, God damn it! there was more. There was something else. I, I can't bring it back. It, it's gone like an image in a dream, a close-up in color when it wakes you, but it fades to a long shot in black and white as soon as you turn your attention away for a moment. He looks over my shoulder. I, I hide the notebook in my lap face down. What does it say? 
He wants to know what it says, so I give it to him. In the angst and confusion of the middle years, we commit the great crimes of our lives. Willie, what is this shit you're selling me? You think I'm going to sit down in a movie theater and eat popcorn and listen to this? I'd barf up my Coke. I mean, I could inhale a popcorn kernel and die, but I do not wish to be reminded of that when I go to the movies. Even the French do not want to be reminded of this crap when they go to the movies. The Swedes. Oh, yeah, well, the Swedes. The Swedes are a statistically insignificant portion of the movie-going public. But they have prestige. Okay, look, I'm sorry. I know this is tough for you to hear, but I don't know what else to say to you. It's important, Gabe. It's important to me, okay? Is that good enough for you? I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here anymore. <sighs> me either. I'm truly sorry I took this trip. And then I pass right the fuck out. Look at this poor screenwriting bastard. Am I supposed to have empathy for him and make his movie because he's not feeling well? Do you know what would happen if everyone did that? Hollywood be a wholly owned subsidiary of the philosophy department. Screenplay by Søren Korkegaard, directed by Arthur Schopenhauer. Additional dialogue by Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel. You goddamn right I went to Princeton. I'd rather make a movie directed by Leon Trotsky from a story by Joseph Stalin. In fact, I really would, but Sergei Eisenstein, he beat me to the punch. I'd rather make a movie by Rin Tin Tin directed by Flipper. Not that I haven't. I have. And I don't apologize for that. I would rather make a war movie directed by George Bush, screenplay by Dick Cheney. Well, actually, we all did. Okay, okay, enough. I am sick of this guy's emotional blackmail. You want a heart? Ask the wizard. I got to get back to Kansas. I got a farm to run. You know, for a two-dimensional bad guy with little or no inner life, he's very articulate. <laughs> Must be the Princeton education. Look, Willie, let's get serious here. You are sick as a dog. What are you trying to do to me here? No, no, Gabe. Look, I, I, I just got to smoke a joint. I know, I know it's crazy, but this... It's goddamn nausea. This is all I got. Help me out here, and I will get out of your hair. No muss, no fuss, I promise. <sighs> He's looking at me like I've made him an accessory to some great crime. So I extricate a joint from my pants pocket. It, oh, it looks like a shriveled dick. Well, this is the way my mind runs these days. I can't help it. Oh, Gabe, I'd, I'd offer you a hit, but that, that would be breaking the law. I would never ask you to do that. Gabe takes the joint. In silence, we consider the taste of days gone by. <laughs> Remember the first time, Gabe, you got me high? Siler Hall, freshman year at Princeton. <laughs> right. What do you remember? He's not trying to put me on the spot. He's just making conversation. American flag rolling papers, Dave Mason on the stereo. Yeah. What do you remember? I mean, I, I ask this for no reason except to be polite. I remember how you said you only read Samuel Beckett and James Joyce, that nobody else mattered. It sits there for a long moment. It makes me very sad. Incredibly sad. I, I'd forgotten that completely. They were my my heroes. I, oh, I can't believe he would... Bring that up at this precise time. Just fling it in my face like that. This, this is maybe the most sorrowful moment of my recent illness. And you became one of the all-time greats. And I was proud to be a part of your success. I mean, the heist flick, whatchamacallit, 
Where the bad guy looks up and a Maserati falls in his head? If I had a billion... I got a chill when I first read that stage direction. Well, you were going to make that, Gabe. What happened? Well, who knows. And a cop picture where the detective puts a gun in the bad guy's ear. He pulls the trigger and tells the news guy, you got to get inside their heads. Mm-hmm. Number one with a bullet. They showed that at the Academy Awards. What, you had first refusal on that one. So I'm an idiot. And the sci-fi flick where the girl goes down on the gorgeous robot hunk and his dick starts to smoke and she burns her tongue. Hot robot. Never liked that title. Sounded like a porn flick. But so what? They put it on the cover of Rolling Stone. My hat's off to you. Another little epiphany pops into my head. I used to live for those many years ago. I'm going to get up and go now. No, no, wait, Willie. Wait, wait, where are you going? Leave me the script. Leave it with me. I'll consider it carefully. No, I don't think that's such a good idea. Willie, look. Nah. Uh, Willie, come on, man, lay it on me. You know I want to read it. Not a chance, Gabe. Willie, for crying out loud, be reasonable. Not in your wildest dreams. If you take that to Ricky Zack, I will never forgive you. Never, Willie. Hey, hey, Willie. As as I walk away, it occurs to me that may be the best pitch I have ever delivered in my long and soon-to-be-lamented career. My high-hard one, so to speak. Why are you doing this? You are dying. We're all dying. Some of us on an expedited basis. You are so full of shit, you son of a bitch. I want it. Of course I want it. I was just trying to keep the price down, Willie. You know what it's like in this town? If you guess wrong, they write headlines, Willie. You end up eating out of garbage cans. They sell your house on Beverly Hills Broker. The whole goddamn world sees how big is the TV in your bedroom. It's humiliating. So, okay, I get scared sometimes. I lose my sense of smell. I don't know if it's a hit. I have to trust the author. I hate that, Willie. I hate it with a fiery passion. So please forgive me. Come back. Bring me your script. Bring me your art house comedy. I'll make it, Willie. I promise. I don't care if it wins the Pulitzer. I can take it. I'm not afraid of the Pulitzer Prize. I had Missy Haggerty in the palm of my hand. The palm of my hand. And you stole her, you fatuous jerk. Is that the proper use of fatuous? I don't even care because I just like the way it sounds. Oh, you can have it when I'm dead. I'll have it sent to you. Then you can read it the right way. I'll make this movie and play it nonstop on your mausoleum walls. Do you prefer above-ground burial? I'm going to be cremated. You bastard. You call yourself a Jew? Now, don't give me that Jewish guilt trip. You knew I was speaking to them all along, didn't you? Didn't you? Of course I did. I put the words in your mouth. Why did you do that, Willie? I mean, listen to me. I sound ridiculous. Your inner life is nuanced and thoughtful. Mine is venal and pathetic. I lack complexity. I write what I know, Gabe. What can I tell you? Goddamn screenwriters with your smart aleck metafictional ornamentation. Are you not just trying to be the smartest guy in the room? Willie stops, comes downstage, and looks at the audience. There's an old rule in screenwriting. When the audience senses the ending, when they, when they see the light at the end of the tunnel, you have to accelerate to the end. Bad writers slow down. They sum up. Both they think they have earned the right to speak from the heart at great length and tell you where they're coming from, existentially speaking. The good ones, they shut up and end the goddamn movie. Hey, will you— As Gabe speaks, Willie snaps his fingers. 
Blackout. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Gabe snaps his fingers. Lights come back up full. This has been a production of Play for Keeps. Thank you for joining us.